I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly. I'm taking my time. All I could talk in is starting to rhyme. I'm letting go lonely, letting go of strife. I just can't get enough of this beautiful life. The Enneagram. It's a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram is a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I am a philosopher, pastor, and writer in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is the T.J. Wilson. Businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. My man. Hey. We are talking about sixes today. Yeah. It is our deep dive into all the personality types. The basics series. Knocking out two dozen or so details about each of the types. Sweet. Riffing on it. Yeah. It's going to be good times. Yeah. Way more than basics. We are unfortunately going (laughs) into advanced territory fairly quickly. Yeah. We probably picked the word basics prematurely. We have no self-control is what it is. <laughs> there it is. That's the real thing. Yeah. So, hey, TJ. Yeah. you got some sixes in your life. I do indeed. In fact, you were married to a six. Yes, What do you I appreciate am. most about the sixes in your life? Things I like about sixes. One is that they keep me safe. Ooh. Yeah, it's great. I am just sort of like blind to a lot of the dangers because uh-huh. every, it's going to be fine. Every, it just everybody just calm down it's gonna be fine uh which means that I, I i'm not in tune with the things that might go wrong a lot and and sixes draw that out of me and it's really valuable because i i live my life in such a way that i'm not <laughs> in tune with the dangers they got a radar for what's gonna get you yeah yeah. And um, I am also really drawn to people who don't need attention. Oh. Like I, I appreciate that a lot. I don't know that I've put that uh, together. Yeah. Uh, talk about that with sixes. Well, I, we'll talk about this a lot more as, as we unpack a lot of this stuff. But it's um, there are people in my life who need me to tell them that I noticed the thing that they did. And I'm just not very good at that because a I'm not in tune with their their need in that way, and mm-hmm. b I'm actually often resistant to that kind of coercion. <laughs> sure, there's a control element there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do the thing that you tell me to. Yeah. I'm gonna be nice about it, but I'm not gonna do the thing that you're trying to force me to do. Right. And and sixes just they they don't need that attention. They don't need that acknowledgement. They, they they don't need to be told that they have done something worthwhile mm. as much as a lot of other types. And I yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's not good to neglect them, but I appreciate that they don't need that attention in the same way. Right. Yeah. I I've said this before that that for whatever reason I have a hard time uh, connecting with sixes a lot, but that makes them very attractive people in my mind. Sure, they are the <laughs> they're the people who I, for whatever reason, can't connect it to. And there's I like have a deep 
desire to mm-hmm. because of that. And one of the primary reasons is I do see their fidelity mm. to the people that they care about. Yeah. Um, and that also is really attractive to me, watching sixes who care deeply for other people, not necessarily caring for me, because mm-hmm. again, I have issues with that. But <laughs> when I see sixes care for other people at real high levels, it's just like, man, those are that's some quality folk. Yeah. Um, so uh, we are going to jump into the sixes and talk about two dozen or so truths. Yeah. About their hearts, lives, makeup, ways they see the world, mm-hmm. shadow side. Mm-hmm. Good times. Let's do it. I'm so in. names for sixes. Uh, so we really like uh, some of the sort of less common names. Uh, the traditionalist is a good one. Uh, the contrarian is a good one. I like the devil's advocate. I just thought that there might be some ACDC six fans sure. out there yeah. who aren't going to object at all to ha- throwing the devil into their self-description. Sure. Because they're already rocking the heavy metal anyway. Yeah, that's probably so true. I'm yeah. fine with devil's yeah, advocate. Yeah. Who doesn't want to advocate for the devil, man? <laughs> I know that that's where that came from, but I'm not exactly sure that that's what that means. It's one of the few terms that comes across slightly insulting, but is can commonly be used to describe a type. Sure. It's the devil's advocate. Yeah. But it does expose something that actually can bring a ton of value to the life of others. I would also be curious uh, what other people, particularly sixes, think about whether devil's advocate is slightly insulting. Well, so in podcasts, I've when I listen to Enneagram podcasts that have interviews, mm-hmm. it's oftentimes the case that sixes are apologetic about their type and often see it as their type is negative because it's so often associated with the doubtful, fearful side. Mm-hmm. I think that that is actually a, a thing that feeds itself. Okay. I think fear and doubt... Uh, you have nothing of fear but fear itself? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was dumb. And I made the microphone shake. some good rattling. <laughs> uh, I think that f- sixes doubt themselves. This is, this is part of the whole thing about sixes. They doubt themselves so much that the presentation of sixes always sounds negative. Oh, there you go. It isn't it has nothing to do with the actual type. Right. It's your rate it's your filter, it's your radar, it's your yeah. glasses. Yeah. It's not about the presentation, it's not about the material. It's the fact that sixes doubt themselves. And that's how it gets spun when you have a microphone shoved in your face and this is going to go out to tens of thousands of people. Right. Come right. on. Yeah. That's really even interesting. even without the microphone, I I know so like watching types react to discovering their type, sixes almost across the board that I have seen experience this immediately assume that theirs is the worst type. Yeah. And that, but that's what that comes out of. Right. It's unlike, say, threes and eights who might be spinning their type as the best type mm-hmm. for the, re- the reasons that come out of their type. Right. I'm going to be strong. This is my, this great. Is my type. I will it's great. be in control. Done. <laughs> yeah. I'm the I, best one. Awesome. I, I achieve things. Is, yeah. Of course, that's great. the best. Yeah. That's really interesting. And yeah. so we got to go around the circle with that. How each type sees themselves through their type. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the sixes are going to look at their own type 
and immediately doubt it mm-hmm. because that is we'll talk it's about doubt. obviously the worst one because sixes are in the center of that head triad where they're ruled by fear and uh, needing a sense of security and safety uh, they're 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 drawn to wanting like this is the thing that they want the most they want to be safe they want to know that they have support they want to be secure and taken care of but they do not trust themselves and this is where that fear piece comes in so they they don't trust that they are capable they and they don't trust that they are going to get the things that they need and they don't, as that fear spills out, they don't trust that everything else is going to work the way it's supposed to either. That pushes right into the motive. Right. That they want support right. from others as a primary or want security. Right. Um, sixes are going to navigate the world then. From that place of fear, their motive emerges and they will see themselves as doing good, being solid in the world if they are faithful and loyal to the people around them because mm-hmm. that's where they're receiving the support that they need. Right, right. Um, they are a head type, of course. Right. Uh, head types have an underlying feeling of fear. Mm-hmm. How does that get expressed? So that that head triad, is it's, it's all about processing data and, and drawing in information. Uh, this is how... We see the world, uh, fives, sixes, and sevens all take in the world through information. Sixes are most likely to fall into a classic fear description. So they take in all of the information and and being filled with their own sense of self-doubt, they don't trust that things are going to work out. So they're, they're... constantly looking for the way things that might fail. This is how fear is expressed for them is that everything could go wrong and they're trying to figure out how things might go wrong and how to prepare for those eventualities. Future-focused head types. Yep. Fears in the future. The three, sixes, and nines all do this, and, and you've used this language in the past that you take in the world through your intelligence center. Yeah. So here the six is taking the world in through their head, but not engaging the world through their head. Right. Threes take in the world through their heart, don't engage the world through their heart. Nines take in the world through their body, don't engage the world through their body. Right. This is super important for sixes in terms of where they're going to struggle. Right. So if you're receiving the world through your head, but are unable to process and, and think productively mm-hmm. about the fears that you may have in the future, this will be a primary for you. Right. And and it's it's that, that sort of fear spiral. When you take in all of the data, but you are filled with self-doubt, then you are automatically going to start thinking about how all of that data goes wrong. And you get stuck in this place of preparing for the eventuality of every worst case scenario instead of actually acting. That is how sixes get stuck in their thinking space. So the way that they're going to get 
the security that they want is they're going to earn it. That's right. their stance. Right. They are a reactive type, yep. a uh, dependent type. What's the other word? It's the... Uh, compliant. Yeah, compliant. I hate the compliant and I know. dependent, but <laughs> this has been said. Um, they are going to earn the security uh, that they seek. Mm-hmm. How? Yeah, so this is ones, twos, and sixes all sort of reacting to the circumstances around them. Um, and they, ones, twos, and sixes, all are in that that earning space where they're earning the thing that they're looking for. Sixes earn their security by attaching themselves to something outside of themselves that will give them the support so long as they follow the rules. Ones are going to do the right thing based on their internal sense of right and wrong. This is a fear of being corrupted. Sixes do the quote-unquote right thing because if they follow the rules, then they get the support of the people who set up the rules. Yep. Ones are thinking, if I just do the right thing, then I will earn the autonomy that I would crave. Right. Twos are saying that similarly, if I just love the people around me enough, then I'm going to earn their care and affection. Right. And here it's with sixes, I'm going to earn the security I seek. Right. By following the rules, by by doing those things that establish the connections. Right. And notice all of these have something sort of outside of myself that I am working to attain as opposed to productively thinking about how to get that thing. Yeah, there it yeah. is. Uh, yeah, all of these are thinking repressed. Now, there is a future fear for the six, mm-hmm. but their stance is in the present. So how does that work? So this is this plays itself out really interestingly for sixes, and, and this is about that sort of getting stuck. So... They are facing the circumstances in front of them and thinking about how those circumstances might go wrong and trying to prepare now for the possibilities that they are fearful of in the future. Yeah. Yeah. The secondary center for them will be two. It'll be action and feeling. Right. So this is true for three, six, and nine. They Sixes take in the world through that headspace. They don't engage the world through the headspace. They have equal access to feeling and doing. That's their sort of quote-unquote secondary center. And I say that because that would explain a lot of behavior. If you have a f- if your fear is in the future, but you need to act now, it's mm-hmm. going to look like a lot of heartfelt actions. Right. Um, and, and there you go. Yeah. That, that seems to describe quite a bit of the, the names and motive. Mm-hmm. Uh, coping style. How sixes solve problems. They are going to be in the triad alongside fours and eights. That is the emotional response triad. How sixes solve their problems. Yeah, so uh, we all... Uh, we all face conflict. We all face situations where we don't get the thing that we're looking for. And and this means that there might be a fight. There might be um, some kind of tension that needs to be managed. And for four, sixes, and eights, it's about solving the emotional relationship between the two parties involved. It's I need you to know how I feel 
and I want to know how you feel, and I want to know that you feel or at least understand the way that I feel. So if you feel the way I do, then I'm going to feel safe. Right. It's I'm going to actually push you to feel the fears that I feel mm-hmm. so that if I know that you're afraid like I am, then at least your eyes are out for all the the same problems. Right. And because sixes don't trust themselves, there's a lot of please validate my fears because then I I transfer that outside of myself. Yeah. Yeah. Where the four is going to want attention through their emotional responses and the eights are pushing to get control. It's the security that's being sought by the six in conflict. Right. right. Um, the harmony triad, uh, sixes are going to land in the pragmatist group. Uh, that is, they establish a practical role, a sustained role in the world, um, and talk about how how um, sixes connect to the world. And yeah, effect. I mean, it, it, there's there's this sense of pragmatists are all sort of focused on what things work, and and finding and attaching themselves to the things that serve the function, serve the need that they're aiming at and not attaching to the things that don't serve that function. So nines are attaching to things for control and autonomy. Threes are attaching to things and people for attention. Sixes are going to attach to something in order to find security, support, and safety. So you see a lot of sixes who will find some sort of hierarchy, uh, a an authority figure, a, a rule system, a religion, something outside of themselves that practically offers them the kind of security they need. I see the language of betrayal coming up mm-hmm. for sixes and for eights a sure. lot. The fear of betrayal is the fear for eights, but I see it in sixes a bunch. Do, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, uh, especially here. Yeah, I mean, the eights... We'll talk about this more when we get to eights, but the um, betrayal being about vulnerability and 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 taking advantage of that vulnerability. Sixes, it's about safety. If I have attached myself to you so that you will offer me safety and you somehow betray that, if if I am now in danger from attaching myself to you, then we have a real big problem, particularly because I don't trust myself. So now I have to go find something else outside of myself that will keep me safe. Does that work for twos as well? Like you've betrayed me and so I don't get the attention I want? No, that's a different triad. What would it be? Fours. Fours. Fours don't seem to have the same kind of betrayal thing. Anyway, that's it. They do. They just wear it differently. Okay. I would think that fours, it's much more an attention-based betrayal. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, an exposure of my deficiency. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. The thing, I we've said this in the past. A common pairing of of folks is sixes and eights in relationship. Right. But if I am very aware that you might betray me and I will no longer have security, if I'm very aware that you might betray me and I won't have control, Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to seek out people who push naturally the opposite way, that they're naturally loyal. Right. 
and aware of betrayal. And so right. and sixes and eights have that going on for yeah. them on both sides. Yeah. Anyway, um, the detachment then in relationship for sixes often comes when you're not a safe person right. anymore. Right. And so that's where a detachment. Yep. Or uh, not just you're not a safe. Well, is it you're not a safe person? Could it be? Because some sixes will stay in relationships that are unhealthy, but it's because the person, they may not be a safe person, but they keep them safe from all the other things that might get get them. Right, yeah. Um, you'll probably find a decent amount of codependence, and it has to do with that like initial attachment. Because they don't trust themselves, they outsource their their own sense of strength to someone else. So like cults is actually another good example. Like you'll find a lot of sixes in cults because that inability to trust themselves, trust that they will, they have enough trust that they will be taken care of. Like they put that onto a cult leader. And despite the fact that the cult leader is abusive, they have now given all of the authority in their life to that person and the extra, extraction process there is so much more complicated than just leaving. By the way, that is entirely Thomas Hobbes' philosophy. He just described this. I don't know if you've read Leviathan, no. but, but that's essentially the move. Okay. He, he pitches that the, the best possible thing for you to realize is that all of reality is a war um, and that nobody ever can dominate the war uh, individually. And so the most enlightened thing for for us all to do is to give our collective power to an authority figure who he calls the Leviathan and uh, the authority figure given the authority now will take care of everyone else. Oh. It's an argument for the divine right of kings. Sure. But it's, it comes entirely out of a, that six position. I mean, you, anyway, you just described it when describing sure. the mindset of a six. Yeah. So a very, very important uh, piece of, Political philosophy there. So. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving to the shadows of sixes, it's an easy step to, to get here that sixes fearing their lack of support, that's going to be the anchor. We've said this in, with our past podcast that fear is the entry point for, for the shadow right. of our type. Right. And so sixes are going to fear they lack support and often are going to be highly critical of who they in turn support. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have a radar for are you trustworthy enough? Right. And and from that place of of fear and doubt are constantly pushing into, are you capable of taking care of me? This yep. is why the term devil's advocate is used is because they are going to be constantly questioning, to be constantly pushing to make sure that the thing they've put their trust in is going to take care of. And that's not just about uh, the people in their lives. Right. It can be organizations. Right. I imagine that's their cars. Yeah. My uh, father-in-law, beloved father-in-law, is a car guy Mm -hmm. who has tried to convince us that wheels fall off cars all the time. Right. And you have to check the bolts, the the lug nuts on, sure, your, yeah. on your car. It's That's like, probably a smart thing to like, like check the lug nuts every once in a while, yeah. but also name one person that you know that has had it lost a wheel it's, while they were driving. It's just, just done name that. one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the fear moves into their heart and materializes as doubt, which is the sin associated with uh, 
sixes. Well, and it's it's typically cast as like most other teachers will describe the the sin of sixes as fear. I think that's unfair, and I'm starting to work really hard to change that mindset because I think it's more than just fear. They live in that fear triad, but for sixes, it's doubt might be a better word. Yeah. Because it's not about being afraid that everything is going to go wrong. It's about always questioning whether things are going to go wrong. Sixes ask a lot of questions because they're constantly trying to push. They're constantly trying to see what the dangers are. They do not trust first themselves and and that spills out to everyone else. They exhibit doubt. So it's their thinking repression. Right. Even there. Right. I wonder if all the repressions end up having a connection to the sins. Could be. Uh, I'll need to look at that. We should explore that. The doubt in their heart m- moves into their mind as if the fixation of cowardice or mm-hmm. recklessness. Mm-hmm. And we, we say this, well, we should talk about counter-types at this point. Sure. Um, fixation for sixes, the lists often have cowardice and recklessness. Right. So So talk about that. So as doubt moves into the head and becomes a pattern, as this becomes the way that you think about everything this the it becomes like we talked about getting stuck um so that is that cowardice if you cannot move past your doubts then you're you're stuck in inaction and that's because you're too afraid to move the other version of this so so the counterphobic six so this, this idea is that, that there are sort of two different versions of sixes, phobic and counterphobic. Uh, I think that we are coming into a place where we're understanding this a little more clearly as a spectrum, not necessarily two poles, but and sixes move along this spectrum in different circumstances and scenarios and throughout their day and whatever. Uh, some of them live a little more thoroughly on one side of the spectrum. Some of them live on the other but it's a spectrum of phobic to counterphobic. And what that basically means is one is much more fear forward. The other is much more, I'm going to show you how unafraid I am. It's a reaction against their fear. That's what counterphobic is talking about. So recklessness displayed. Cowardice is being stuck. Recklessness is running into the danger unprepared. It's good. Yeah. Quick footnote on uh, subtypes. We'll mm-hmm. do subtypes at some point. Yep. But you and I presently have the belief that uh, subtypes moving from social to sexual to self-preserving is in flux. Mm-hmm. And because each of the types have uh, what's called a countertype, which we'll, we'll talk about at some point, right? that will be in flux. Right. And the reason that sixes, normally the countertype for sixes, the counterphobic six, ends up being elevated is just because the behavior is often so different right. in nature right. than other sixes. Yeah. But again, note this, we are typing somebody based on behavior and you shouldn't right. do that. Right. It's entirely about motive. Right. And that person is a six because their motive comes from the same core. Right. That that place of fear and doubt yeah 
these fixations manifest themselves in sixes as can as panicky as uh, obsessively fearful when when really unhealthy mm-hmm. um, as overly dependent yeah yeah you can see a lot of sixes and this is part of why sixes and eights pair up so often is because sixes outsource their ability to think to someone else yep yeah. do you see a lot of twos and sixes in partnership I have not seen a lot of so twos and sixes. I would naturally think in theory that twos and sixes would, would get together quite cleanly quickly because of their motives. But mm. this goes down my theory on reactive types. The reactive types that pair with each other, yeah. it doesn't work that well because you're right. always waiting for the other person to do something. Right. Um, whereas I imagine a two could step into the life of the six and I, like, I'm here here to help. You're in, you, you are doubting yourself. Well, I can solve that. Right. Um, Anyways, yeah, sure. But I think that's right. I can't think of any off the top of my head of yeah. just friend, yeah, friends. Yeah, not I even know a single one. Lot, yeah. Right. Um, we have been reading the table in Riso and Hudson where they discuss eating disorders and addictions. And for sixes, they say this: rigidity in diet causes nutritional imbalance, working excessively, caffeine and amphetamines for stamina. Alcohol and depressants to deaden anxiety. Higher susceptibility to alcoholism than most, they say. Oh, interesting. I cu- and I was super curious what you would say to that. I was not expecting that. I wasn't either. Uh, if alcohol deadens the voice inside that says you're not doing it right. For the one. But this is I'm, for the six. Same for the six, yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so... Like, so yeah, the um, all of these these speak to um, a sense of following the rules. So uh, sixes will attach themselves to a system or hierarchy or authority and follow the rules. That is how they keep earn their safety. Yep. And so they will do certain things like like this list of uh, addictions are going to be feeding the, those rule followings. So um, the like working excessively, if what is expected of me by my boss is that I work too much, then I will indeed work too much because that is how I keep myself safe in yep. the eyes of my boss. Yeah, Caffeine and amphetamines help me do the things that I'm supposed to do because this is how I keep myself safe. Um, and then, like, the idea of alcoholism, I had not heard before that, that they have a higher propensity for it than most, but, but I, I see that play out in that, like, ones, twos, and sixes are all going to really struggle with doing productive thinking. Sixes, in particular, get stuck in these patterns of playing out the worst case scenarios and you don't play out the worst case scenarios if you're drunk (laughs) (laughs) like it just turns off that voice i get it (laughs) and that i mean it makes sense that they would be most prone to alcoholism yeah it just shuts off that voice that they can't get rid of on their own here you go uh i'll become present to my life only when there's another list that we like 
from Risa and Hudson. Uh, for sixes, I'll become present to my life only when I have enough support to feel completely secure and stable. When I have every area of my life handled and nothing can take me by surprise, then I'll show up. And we've said it before and we'll say it again. <laughs> Do it. This is an unreachable goal. One of the... There's studies about this. There's great books out there that'll help highlight this idea. But the more security the ha you have, the less security you feel. Like it is over and over again demonstrated that the more work you do to protect yourself, the less safe you feel. <laughs> because this is an unreachable goal. Like it's just, it's just true. We love you, and it's just true. <laughs> I love that. That's a that's I I want to say so many things about politics on that front, but sure. I'm not going to. But that I mean, it, that's just it. Man. Yeah, like like imagine putting security cameras all around your house. Yeah. The more security cameras you have, the more you realize how many holes there are in your ability to see everything. Yeah, yeah. So you need more security cameras. Yeah, like that's that's these like particularly technology as security, these things are just going to serve to showcase the places where there are holes. Americans own, more, there are more firearms in America than people. Right. Uh, there we have, uh, what, over 5,000 nuclear weapons. We spend a trillion dollars a year on defense. And do the one thing that keeps increasing is our defense spending. Do, we, do Americans feel safe? No, absolutely not, because we keep increasing our defense spending. <laughs> Here's the thing. For all of these, on the, on the becoming present, when you rest, authentically rest, take time, Sabbath, find those spaces of true pausing, you find that the thing that you are working for is something you already have. The six has enough support to feel secure and stable because that's what they work for all the time. Right. It's resting that allows you to see. Uh, when resting, the six will realize that they have the areas of their life handled and that they won't be surprised right. because, of course, that's what they're focusing on most of the time. Right. You're doing just fine. You're better prepared than anyone than else for all of these things. That's a that's very yeah. live. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, signals that the six is moving to unhealth. Uh, a couple in uh, one of the books that we like, they say becoming dependent on something outside self for guidance. Intense anxiety and panic attacks. Inferiority and feelings of depression. Constant fear of losing the support of others. That was one that I resonated with in terms of that would be the mindset, heart set I would imagine for unhealth is sure. that it is constantly churning. Well, this is the I earning might thing. have somebody, yeah. yeah. If I'm not doing the right thing, if I'm not following their oh, rules, then they're yeah. going to abandon me. Boom, earning. Um, and then attachment to abusive relationships can be one of those clear manifestations mm -hmm. that everybody else in our lives sees, but we may have a hard time recognizing. Right. Right. Um, one thinker says that sixes really want loyalty 
but we'll settle for safety. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that that idea of support, having something that they can always rely on and what in, instead they settle for the safest thing. So let's get healthy. All right. Uh, what happens when sixes let go of their addiction to establishing and needing support? Well, they become healthier, happier, <laughs> wholer people who get to actually like do things in the world. Um, so it the, is one of those things where you're just like, just do this. Yeah. And the six is obviously like all the types is just going to say, that's not how this works. Right. Right. Just you, follow my rules. Sixes. <laughs> it's going to be fine. You need something. <laughs> the beginning point, as we've said in the past is the holy idea. Right. So the holy idea for, for sixes is holy strength. And this needs to be taken into your heart in replacement of the fear. Mm -hmm. So what is that? What is holy strength? For well, and I, I also like faith. I think these two things really go together and, and pair really nicely as, as two ways of thinking about the same idea. Um, it's, it's this recognition of a, the, the goodness and protection and strength that is outside of you and, and, being able to come into resting in that. If you believe in God, as Christians understand and express God, then you have to recognize that God is looking out for you. God cares about you and God is working to protect you. You might have circumstances where you aren't in complete and total secure safety, but God is bigger than those circumstances and is always working for your good. And having faith in God means that you don't necessarily have to have faith in yourself. You actually put that onto something bigger than you. And from that place can start to develop faith in the fact that God made you strong. You have unsurpassable worth in the eyes of a omnipotent being. You have worth and value that cannot be compared to. And the one who has the ability to create stars has your back. Yeah. And is looking out for your welfare. And everything else can fall apart, but you're not going to because your value is so high. You are, you are a treasure. Right. You are a treasure hidden in a field. Right. The, the image that routinely comes to my mind with, with uh, at this point in time is, is that of, uh, you'll know this, the most commonly cited command in the Bible has nothing to do with your sexuality, has nothing to do with how you use your finances, has nothing to do with, uh, you know, with, with any um, consumption of any sort, the most common command in the Bible is do not be afraid. Right. And it has everything to do with trust. Right. It has everything to do with setting one's heart, mind, and soul, future, body, all your assets into the hands of the living God and living in that reality. And that is freedom, friends. Right. Right. It's just legit freedom. Right. Um, produces in you courage. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because because if you have faith in that kind of strength, then you actually draw strength from it. And and that means that you get to do something. You get to move, you get to act, you get to face the possibility that everything will go wrong and just do it anyway because you are connected to something that has immeasurable power and strength and you get to take some of that with you as such the voice of god over you routinely at all times every second of the day is saying the same thing and the voice of god is saying you're you are safe right and it may not feel that way but that's that is what's being spoken over you in any and all circumstances healing attitudes that riso and hudson uh list are are these these are good yeah. Uh, they say these are the healing attitudes for sixes. Maybe this will work out fine. Whew. Maybe I don't have to foresee every possible problem. Ooh, maybe. Maybe I can trust myself and my own judgment. What you I see can there? hear the voice of sixes saying, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I understand. I understand that this is a stretch. These are a stretch for all the types. And I just want you to try it. The word maybe starts all of those. Maybe. You don't have to, like, jump in full steam, moving as though this were true. Just try it. Just try it out. Just (laughs) maybe you are capable. Maybe you can trust yourself. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe. Of course, when they embrace the maybe, they become real healthy people. We will. It's it's again the 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 case with all the types. Everybody else sees your primary addiction and says, "If you can set this aside, it unleashes your healthiest self." Right. And when sixes are able to let go of their addiction to chasing after, establishing support, always chasing that, and trust in themselves and and in the the strength of God within them. Unleashes healthy people. Right. They become, well, what do you see? What do, what do really healthy sixes bring to others? We see, um, we see fidelity. They bring this to us, and they also showcase uh, for us how to do it. Uh, we see groundedness. Like this is, like sixes live in the real world when they're not run by their fears and their doubts. And, and they, they bring a sense of that, the real world, to the rest of us. Let's focus on what's actually going on. Um, they, they showcase trust in just great and beautiful ways. Like, this is why loyalist is part of the thing for sixes, because they are able to just attach to and, and, and give such incredible loyalty and trust to other people and and show the rest of us how to do that too. They're because they're aware of this in themselves of, of wanting to be safe and secure, mm-hmm. they will establish a safe and secure yeah, world for everybody absolutely, else. Absolutely, yeah. 
that ends up being, again, pushing the healthiest people become our leaders, and sixes can make fantastic leaders on this front. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the attributes of, of uh, sixes in leadership? Well, I, I think this is a great opportunity to point out that like leadership means something different than what we normally ascribe to leadership because I don't think sixes ever want to be the ones in charge. But as leaders, they can actually be great number twos. Um, they can, because they are able to see the information and, and pick out what things might go wrong, they're great problem solvers. They're great at creatively thinking about how to come at a situation and, and solve it in, in different and interesting ways. Uh, and they offer that kind of stability of a really good number two. <laughs> What I see is it is that that number two, sometimes the baton gets handed off and the two suddenly has to become the number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, George H.W. Bush comes to mind on this front where is thrust into the spotlight after Reagan steps out of the presidency and actually is a fantastic president for his tenure sure. in terms of actually stepping into that space. But it's because establishing a safe, secure world is his primary objective. Mm-hmm. The Berlin Wall falls under H.W. Uh, Bush. There ends up being a war that's fought, the first Iraq war, that doesn't actually involve, you know, countless casualties. Mm-hmm. It's actually done in a way that in, in which people are provided for, protected, and it's the creative problem solving that sixes can engage when they get in touch with their repressed center and the stability they create for others. Mm-hmm is unmatched and and the type of people who don't want to be in charge are more than anyone else looking out for the common good Mm -hmm. like this is the kind of leadership that they bring yeah 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 yeah. and that's a fantastic leader and you're exactly right and sometimes it's the case that's exactly who we want to lead we don't want the pompous guy who says let me be in charge right you know all the time it's oftentimes it's their their reluctant leader who anyway serves everyone else right best and and that can certainly be the six uh any last words on the sixes we love you and i know that you think that you're not worth it but we do and we need you and you're great and we're happy that you're around exactly as you are truth yeah hey it would mean the world to us if you would pause take two seconds and write us a brief review and give us some stars uh, you can find us on Instagram at Around the Circle Podcast and online at AroundTheCircle.org. Uh, but the best thing you can do is share this episode with those you love. If you dig our pop culture deep dives, we are going to be tackling Harry Potter this summer. And you can help us select upcoming series on our Patreon page, which is linked on Twitter and on our website. And uh, you got anything else? I got nothing. He's DJ Wilson. He is officially awesome, and I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't interesting. Be who you are, and you're going to set the world on fire.